Welcome to the Grit to Greatness podcast. Thanks for tuning in and making your choice to win. This is the show where we not only motivate and inspire, we give you tactical strategies to implement on your way to greatness. And now, here's your host, Chuck Farmer. Tremendous guest back with us um, for a second time. Very excited to have Christina with us. And we're going to have a tremendous conversation that's going to fit, I think, perfectly here at the year end around the Christmas holidays and New Year's and preparing for the next year. So, Christina, thank you so much for being back with us again today. I am so glad to be here. As always, it's a pleasure, Chuck. And uh, you brought up a great topic that I think is going to be really uh, important for people to hear right now around the holidays. And we there'll be people maybe listening to this as they travel people listen to this maybe as uh, they may wait to the first year to hear it. Um, it's just going to be a perfect timing for them as they finish the year and start the new year to hear what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about honest conversations with ourselves and with others, having honest conversations. So first of all, kind of just give us a quick review of what you think that means. Uh, absolutely. Honest conversations are tough to have. First of all, not only with yourself, sometimes you got to look in the mirror and just be really brutally honest. And that helps you be your best self and helps you be your best as a leader or a partner or a spouse or a sister or, a, you know, whatever it may be. But first, you have to take care of yourself. And, and that starts with being honest with yourself. And I think this is a great time of year as you want to look back and reflect. You see all those videos, right? The year in review and, and all those great fun pictures and things that and, and memories and things that happen in the news or whatever it may be. But I like to take this time of year to reflect back on um, how did my year go? What were my wins? What were my areas of opportunity? And did I reach my goals for the year? But that also leads into are you focusing on then what is your goal setting or your accomplishments or your focuses you want to have for the following year? And I think as you look back on the past year, it's just a good way to keep that positivity going um, because you've got to focus on those wins. You've got to focus on, because I'm sure there was many great things that happened throughout the year. And sure, maybe there's some stumbles as well that you had, but um, it's just a great time to really celebrate all that you accomplished for the year and, and focusing on that and carrying that in forward to the next year. Um, I find it really um, fulfilling and uh, just really realizing how much you accomplished throughout that time. And then also, not only personally, but professionally, what did you accomplish? Whose lives did you touch throughout the year and help them be their best self as well? So I think it's just um, starts though with that honest conversation, not only with yourself, you can also do that with your family members, um, with your employees, um, and, and I think that's something people struggle to do, but it's just the kind thing to do. So, um, I, you know, I had a recent example of just having an honest conversation with somebody that nobody wanted to have. We had an event coming up and we had different guest speakers and you know how you have a, a timeline for how much time everybody gets on that agenda. And, and there were some folks that were nervous that somebody was going to go really long over the time. So they're like, maybe we shouldn't have them on because they're going to go over the time. And I'm, I just, you know, reached out to them and I let that individual know. I said, hey, people are worried you're going to go over time. So maybe you're going to miss the opportunity to be on stage, right? And, and have this platform if 
because of this. And, and the person was like, I never knew. Nobody ever told me. Thank you. And it was so easy, right? Uh, um, and that person was thankful that somebody told them. And so now it was an area of opportunity they didn't know that they had. And now um, is, is maybe we'll get more opportunities to speak or be on agendas because people know this person won't go over time. This person stays. We can count on them to stay in the agenda. So um, sometimes those tough conversations might be hard for people to hear. But more often than not, I find people are grateful that they had somebody care enough to tell them maybe of an area of opportunity. So I just threw out a whole lot there, Chuck. Sorry. I love it. That's, I love that's a great stuff. So let's kind of unravel it. First of all, it's perfect time for a year in review. You know, right now you get that with so much. Like I personally like to look at the sports stuff and they'll have top plays of the year on top teams of the year. And then also I happen to be in a hotel recently. You know how the TV's up when you eat breakfast and, they had one on one of the news channels and it was the top downloaded songs and the top downloaded YouTube videos. And it made me realize, Christina, I'm getting old because I didn't know any of the songs or any of the, the, the people, um, the acts. I mean, they were all, I guess, for younger folks. I mean, they were like millions and millions for people I'd never heard of and songs I'd never heard of. So it kind of made me feel old, but it's the perfect time for a year in review. I actually got a, an email for a year review of my podcast and it shared how many podcast downloads we had and the top downloads and things of that nature. That's pretty cool. So you're saying right now is a perfect time for us to do that. First of all, for ourselves to look at our year, what did we accomplish, et cetera? And then where do we want to go from here? Correct. That's correct. Absolutely. I'm, I'm big how on goal did you setting. feel accomplished? You know, for example, Chuck, when you got that review of your podcast, did you like want to give yourself a pat on the back or a high five and say, wow, I didn't realize I did that many and had that many downloads and touched that many people? That's uh, great awesome. question. Yeah, great question. It's funny because I literally thought, first of all, hey, that's pretty good. But then I immediately, with my personality, immediately thought, man, I want to do a lot better than that next year. I want to have more downloads. I want to uh, touch more people. So it is, that's kind of the cool thing about it is that you have an opportunity to see how you're doing a good job. You're moving towards where you want to be, but also how can I improve it? And so one of my goals for this year is to look at ways to dramatically improve our reach for this podcast. And so I think that's a perfect situation physically. You know, you can look at um, what did you do? Where, where are you now? What did you accomplish? And how can you improve next year? And so there's a lot of areas I think we can look at and set goals. Mm -hmm. I do too. I love that. I can't wait to see how you do in next year too, because I know you're going to do better than this year, but yeah, that's that. awesome. So a quick note, this is not about goal setting. Matter of fact, now I think about it, we'll probably try to have a goal setting podcast here at the first of the year, but a couple of things, one that I'm very big on one, be specific. For example, losing weight or getting in better shape is not a goal. Um, be specific about the number of pounds you want to lose or maybe a race you want to accomplish. I'm very big on that. Do specific things um, like Spartan races for me. This year I'm doing DecaFit, something different. So I have so many DecaFits I want to do, what place I want to place in. And so you need to be very specific. And then you want to make them measurable. Um, and then you make them uh, to where you want to share with people. Don't just keep it to yourself. Tell other people that you trust that can hold you accountable. Because it's very easy to make a goal and then uh, later on, it's kind of, well, but if you have somebody that can hold you accountable and say, hey, Christina, you said you was going to run this marathon with me, you know, um, did you sign up for it? I want to see the receipt 
where you signed up for this marathon in June. Send me the receipt, you know, holding somebody accountable. And so I think it's important that we set specific goals and that we write them down and then we share them with other people. That's right. That's right. And I love the accountability partner that you're talking about and having specific goals, Chuck, because that's also part of having an honest conversation with yourself, too. Because if you don't hit those specific milestones that you're setting or those goals that you have, it's very clear and easy to look at yourself and have that honest conversation with yourself. Or if you have a partner with you running the marathon, which, by the way, I'm not signing up to do a marathon with you. Let's just be clear. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, it makes it easier when you have those specifically defined parameters, goals, milestones to have that honest conversation with yourself, your family member, your employee or whoever it may be. So I love that. Yeah, I mean, see, in our business, it is so easy to do it at work. You know, in sales, you can have how much sales you want to do per quarter, uh, per year, trips you want to win, um, bonuses you want to make, you know, with, uh, how many new accounts you want to open. It's so easy to have specific goals. So one, in our business, there's no excuse not to have specific goals. But then I think we get lazy in our personal lives. Well, I just want to get in better shape. We don't do the same thing. How many workouts do you want to do? You know, those kind of specifics, what races you want to run. And then even personally, reading books or, or reading scripture or memorizing scripture. There's all kinds of specific things that you can set that can hold yourself accountable and then share with somebody. It's been shown many times that people that write down uh, goals achieve 10 times more than those who don't write them down. And mm-hmm. those who write them down and share them with an accountability partner accomplish 10 times more than those who just wrote it down. Um, so I think that's very important. It is. It's very important. All right. Yep. Second of all, you brought up having honest conversations. And let's talk specifically right now about at our place in Foreman at work. You know, that's something that we often are not very good at. We're not trained at it. Our leaders didn't do a good job. But yet I think it's so important that it can actually be an improvement over the ways that we do things. I remember in my first venue at Cracker Barrel restaurants, you know, you had a first warning, second warning, third warning. You know, we didn't have conversations. We had warnings, you know, and that kind of doesn't make it sound right from the get-go. So tell us a little bit about having conversations at work. And you mentioned the one already about the guy that was going to speak. But tell us a bit more about how you might have a conversation with somebody at work. Well, it's the perfect time of year to do this, Chuck, because I think a lot of businesses this time of year are doing their evaluations, appraisals, whatever you know you may call them. Um, and I think a lot of people, a lot of leaders, as they're filling them out, they start there as they're, you're thinking of the things. They're really strong at this, and you write a ton about that, and you put it in there. And then you also have areas that you know that they have opportunity to improve and grow. And um, but then you get a little shy or a little nervous and say, "But I don't want to hurt their feelings." right? Or I don't want to make them sad because they are a good employee. But I think that's an injustice to them. This is an opportunity when most people look forward to the evaluation to hear how they're doing, right? And you have, for most employees, a ton of good stuff to talk about that makes them feel good. And that's the perfect opportunity to then also tell them, here's an area of opportunity or one area where I see we're we're going to focus on next year. And you make it a group effort of, um, all right, what is our plan? What are our goals for next year to help you in this area that I recognize we have some growth opportunity? But a lot of people don't have that self-awareness to see what you see as their leader 
And so they need somebody to tell them that. And most people will say, thank you. Thank you for telling me. Thank you for caring enough to tell me about that area of opportunity that I have. And um, I, I mean, it's just, it's very rare that you have somebody who doesn't. Maybe it's not at that moment. Sometimes they got to go home and process it, right? But um, most people do want to hear it. And then they come back supercharged, ready to dig in. And then especially if you put a plan around it, you know, maybe it's somebody who struggles with public speaking. And so you go and find a class to help them work on their public speaking or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and so I just, I think it's the perfect opportunity if you struggle throughout the rest of the year, maybe to have the conversations, which we should have them all the time. But this is the perfect opportunity because you have tons, I'm sure, to celebrate, to wrap in those little areas as well that you want them to focus on and then put a plan around it. And they come back ready to go next year, excited they have a plan to work on the area that you talk to them about or whatever it may be. So, um, and I, and again, it's, it's, it's more kind to have that conversation and more caring to have that conversation than to not, because you want them to succeed, to succeed and be the best selves, not only for them, but then they also are doing maybe more for in the position they're in. So it's just, everybody wins if you have those maybe tough conversations with people. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's the key is it's tough. And so we kind of have this fear maybe of stepping over that boundary. And once we do, it's one of those things we're always like, we're glad, so glad we did, but we don't want to hurt people's feelings or whatever. Um, but it's a whole lot better than waiting until things are terrible. And then you have to warn them or you have to fire them. And I know, and again, in our business, when a lot of the people are commissioned, they're 1099s, they're not employees. It's even worse, Christina. We don't know what to do. Well, they're not my employee. <laughs> And so to be honest, what most of us do is we let them just die on the vines, what I call it. We just, we don't do much with them. They end up just kind of leaving after a long period of time. They disappear on us. That's not good leadership. And so I'm very big on having honest conversations with commission people on my team and just letting them know, hey, I don't think this is going to work out for you. You need to go find something for you, for your family that you're passionate about, that you're good at, that you can provide for your family, enjoy what you do, because I don't think this is it. And then somebody can always, Christina, they can always say, no, I want this. I, I, I'm sorry. I want it. Okay, fine. If that's the case, then what are we going to do to improve? Let's, let's put together something specific and write it down. Um, but most of the time, they're very thankful. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. We're able to move on. You don't waste time with them when you know it's not going to work. Um, you don't feel like a bad leader because they just disappeared. And, and all the way around, it's a much improvement over just letting people die in the vine. And sometimes it's a relief to them. They were just waiting for permission or felt like they were going to let you down if they gave up, right. you know. And and let me ask you this, at, at Cracker Barrel, when you just had warning one, two, and three, I, did sometimes that come as a surprise to some people going, I wish you would have just told me. I didn't know. So why does the first thing have to be a warning? That makes them feel worse and bad. And, you know, um, it's just, it's a tough way to approach it. But what experience did you have? I just, boom, jumping into yeah. a warning right away. Yeah, absolutely. Because the funny thing is warning number one was not written. It was a verbal. And so by the time you get to the yeah. second one, it was even worse because it was like, well, this is your second warning. But wait a minute. When was my first yeah. warning? You know, I don't remember that. And yeah. so, yes, I think it just was, it's not a good leadership style. You know, you could say conversation, you know, have your first honest conversation, things of that nature. But yeah, I think that, um, and it was specifically was called warning. And so 
you know, this is your first warning. You messed up a little bit and you're already having a warning instead of just a simple conversation. Here's what you need to do better. That's right. That's right. So now, let's take that for an area where it might even be even harder because our emotions are even more involved. And that's with friends, family members that we're close to. I think there are times when we need to have an honest conversation or somebody needs to have an honest conversation with us. But because there is so emotional, we're scared to, when again, almost every time, it would actually come out better if we had it. That's 100% correct. And, you know, again, this is just the perfect time to maybe bring up those conversations that you've struggled to bring up in the past because it's, it's, it's really good opportunity and opens the door um, when you're reflecting on the year, reflecting on hopefully you had a plan and goals as a family unit, right? Or uh, whatever they may be, financial goals, relationship goals, goals for your children, whatever it may be. But to have that opportunity to go back and reflect on the year, again, opens that door to talk about where maybe things could have gone better or, um, you know, hey, spouse, I felt like I was the one always cooking the dinner. It would be helpful next year. Maybe we work on 50-50 cooking dinner or whatever, right? Um, or let's have a goal of having at least one date night every other week as a start if you don't do one now or whatever it may be that you're trying to do. But it opens up that door and conversation. So I encourage people at this time of year to just have that reflection conversation as a family unit, um, your immediate family to start with. And um, have those conversations maybe that you you've been haven't had the opportunity to bring up. This is a good time to do it, um, and then that maybe opens up the door for them to reciprocate to you, and it just creates a healthier relationship as a family unit, right? Um, I know Thanksgiving is a good time too. That I've heard a lot of family members bring up things as they go around the table celebrating the things they're thankful about. But again, it opens up the door maybe of those conversations that you haven't wanted to have because you're just in that great mental space of we're just having very thoughtful, emotional conversations and people leave those types of things feeling better, right? Especially around this time of year when there's a lot of depression around, um, a lot of uh, just mental health is, a, is a, to a huge topic. And to open up the door to have these conversations I think it helps people with their mental health and especially getting through maybe some of these tougher seasons as well. I love that. Yeah, I think it's, again, we're so emotionally tied to it. We want to be careful, but yet it can really build on the relationship. And who better to be there for us than a close friend or family member to hold us accountable and vice versa. Let other people know, hey, Christina, will you please hold me accountable? Are there any conversations you need to have with me? It can work both ways for sure. And then you can in love hold somebody accountable. That's what a good friend does. A good friend motivates and pushes somebody to do better and lets them know when they've not done as well. And I think that's important. And then we talked about this and it seems like over the last four or five episodes of this podcast, this has come up because it's so um, out there right now. There's been so many stories about mental health and the issues that people are dealing with. And the one we just talked about that really hit me was Twitch. Um, this guy was very successful, uh, wife loved everything in the front. A lot of times when somebody unfortunately commits suicide, for example, there's always kind of a story quickly behind it about something that happened that probably was the, the, the last straw, so to speak, maybe. And this is one of those cases where there was nothing. The family says there was no financial issues, no problems with the families, you know, and 
he, I think, simply left a note that he had issues in the past. But yet, family man simply goes a mile from home to a hotel and takes his own life. And then there were people that posted about how they wish they'd known, they wish they could have said something. And I think it's vital that we be aware of opportunities to let people know, one, hey, I'm here for you, no matter what. No matter what it is, I'm here for you. And then sometimes to ask questions, hey, how are things? And really dig deep and make sure that people are okay so that we can maybe be there for somebody when they're really getting depressed or have some mental health issues. That's so true. And I, I follow that story as well. And it, I mean, just shocking, right? Well, how many other people out there are like that? And I think if you have those um, opportunities of reflection, maybe those things can come up or you're asking people, how are they? But also just take a minute this season as you wish somebody a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, whatever it is that you celebrate. And in that conversation, just ask, hey, I wanted to reach out and, and wish you Happy Holidays. But at the same time, how are you? Right. And you never know. You might catch somebody off guard and um, and and be there in their time of need that you never even realized. But I, I think, again, of the things we've talked about, though, having those reflection conversations for the year, doing the planning, all of those help maybe bring out those conversations also. But I also think when you have a goal or plan for thinking about the future, it helps people maybe that are struggling to have something to look forward to and know that people are invested to them, uh, invested in them on uh, their goals for next year as well. And it, it gives you something to grasp onto, something to strive for, something to focus on other than maybe um, whatever it is that, uh, that you're struggling with. So I think all of this just comes full circle that helps you be a better person, be better for others, help you be your best self um, and just help you mentally as well. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's important that we break through those barriers like, Hey, Christina, how you doing? I'm doing great. No, mm -hmm. seriously. How are things going? And maybe ask specific questions. You really make sure they know, listen, I'm here for you. Because I think that's one thing that we're, we're bad about. Like there was even a comedian the other day I saw talk about he, you know, he hates the fact that somebody says Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. He has to say it back. You know, it's just kind of okay. what we do, you know. And I think that if we're not careful, even with friends, hey, how you doing? Doing great. And then we move on. And we really don't dig deep enough and we don't have a large relationship where we can dig deep enough and know that you're safe and we can talk about these things. I think that that's very important in these days. It is. It's so important. This time of year, it's just a time to be happy with family and uh, be there for everybody. So, yeah. so again, I love your, your example of the one where you called the guy that was going to have an opportunity to speak. I think mm -hmm. that's a real world example that's perfect for us. Um, that says, you know, simple conversation, really, once you broach it, and then they're very thankful afterwards. What about for ourselves? You know, having those conversations with ourselves. And I think it's important that we put down on our calendar, just like we would today's Grit to Greatness episode. Okay, you sent me an invite. We decided on the time. You sent me an invite. It's on the calendar for an hour. Mm -hmm. We were going to record this. I think it's important that we do that for our time of reflection and goal setting and probably over a couple of days. Don't do one three-hour session. Maybe do it for an hour a day over three different days over a week or two span and really make sure you dedicate some time to it and actually really, you know, put on Christmas music, whatever. Go to a place where you're going to be relaxed, really give it some thought, and then type stuff down. What do you think? 
Oh, I think that's so important. Calendar, 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 or whatever your organizational system is. Whatever is important to you and a priority to you, carve out time. Put it on your calendar. Put the sticky note on your mirror. Whatever it is. If you are not intentional about it and make sure you make the time for it, you will not do it. And so putting that time on all your family members' calendars that you want to be a part of your planning and reflection and goal setting for next year, if you do that and come together and just have fun with it, you will do it. And that means then throughout the year, maybe it's once a month you have on the calendar to review where you are with those goals and that plan that you have. Otherwise, you set the goals and you forget about them a couple months later, right? How often do we hear everybody wanting to lose weight at the beginning of the year and all of the people that go to the gym regular, I know I'm one of them and all the people at the gym regular are like, okay, here we go. We're gonna, what's the bet this year? How long is the gym gonna be busy for? Through February, maybe to March this year, but you know by about March, you're back to the same old group that's always there, right? Well, if you put it on your calendar and you're really committed to it, it helps make sure you carve out that time to stick to that plan and goal. Um, so I'm a huge fan of carve out the time. It's the same thing as a leader. We get so busy, we sometimes forget to do our monthly one-on-ones with our people or however often you do them, or some people call them box calls, whatever they may be. And um, if you don't have it on the calendar, you're not going to do it. And if you also think it's not important enough that you just cancel or move it and keep moving it and moving it and you never ha- have it, it's not a priority then. But you've just got to be intentional about what's important to you and make sure you don't let yourself move it, cancel it, right? And just have that commitment and fortitude to stick with it, whatever it is that you're saying, this is my priority for the year. Keep it in front of you, however it is. Maybe that's what you read every morning right? Here's my goals for the day. Here's my priorities for this year. And so then when you have that moment, that decision moment of, am I going to cancel? Let's say one-on-ones are your priority for that year. I'm not going to miss my one-on-ones with my team. And so when it comes to that time where maybe you're going to cancel it, you reminded yourself in that morning when you read it, or you have it up on your whiteboard or a sticky note on your computer or a calendar reminder every day, whatever it may be, that you hesitate before you hit cancel on that one-on-one and you say no. That was my priority. I'm not going to do it. So whatever it is, I mean, that's just one example. I'm a huge fan, uh, a, a huge fan of calendar it or do whatever it is in your system that works, that you keep it in the forefront and as a priority that you accomplish it. So, well, you got me on my soapbox on that one, Chad. Yeah, I love that. You were in the military, right? I was, yes. We, we appreciate your service. And did you kind of have a schedule? Were things kind of scheduled and calendared in the military? Just a little bit, (laughs) just a little bit. You know, what was funny is I always said we had, you know, the physical exercise training in the morning. And I always said when I got out of the military, I was not going to be getting up before the dawn, you know, the sun comes up doing PT. And I will tell you, guess when I work out every morning, get up at 5 a.m. to work out every morning. I just, it's, it's a habit. It becomes a priority. And let me tell you, there's no surprises at 5 a.m. in the morning that, you know, a surprise dinner or you have to work late at work or whatever. There's no excuse to not work out at five o'clock in the morning unless you just don't get up. So you can only have that tough conversation with yourself looking in the mirror and saying, I didn't get up this morning and do it. That was on me. So I'm a big fan of, of the morning workouts because it's, it's just on you. That's it. And hold yourself accountable. But yes, very scheduled and regimented in the military. And it stuck with me to today. <laughs> 
I love that. I'm an eagle on the personality, which is just, let's get this done. It is difficult for me to create a whole calendar. I definitely have my calendar and I'll put specific things on there like this greatness podcast or a lunch meeting, but I've never had a true calendar. And that's one of the things on my list for this coming year to calendar my day so that everything I want to get done is on the calendar. Um, so that's going to be difficult for me. So you'll have to help hold me accountable to that. But um, I sure will. Yeah. What are some things that you're doing that are going to be out of your comfort zone? I posted this on Facebook the other day. When's the last time you did something out of your comfort zone? Whether it was physically, mentally, emotionally, at work, that's where we grow. And most people spend 99.999% of their time in their comfort zone. Even going to Six Flags and riding a ride sometimes can be getting out of your comfort zone. Oh, there's all kinds of things for sure. On a daily basis, I think I might hit some. <laughs> yeah. well, we really appreciate you being here today. This is tremendous. I think it's perfect timing as we close out the year and start a new year. I think this is one that people can listen to maybe a couple of times to really think about their year review, honest conversations they need to have with themselves or others. And then what are their goals for the upcoming year? I think it's going to be truly uh, inspirational for people. I appreciate you being on. Chuck, as always, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure and happy holidays to you and your family and everybody listening. Thank you as well. And as always, listeners, Psalm 1914, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Until next time, grit to greatness, listeners. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit to Greatness. We sure do appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get great updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. We sure do appreciate it. Signing off from the Grit to Great podcast studio. We'll talk to you next time.